Sean, Sean Aston said that he had he was up for a read of Explorers, mm. and he mm. took Goonies instead because in the original script that he was given, he kisses the girl at the end, mm. and that's some like as a child, that's something that he really wanted to do. Mm. So he so took Goonies based on that. These are those teens in the eighties. Yeah, like the whole girlfriend thing in all the movies. Yeah. Just Teen Wolf mm-hmm. and Goonies. Uh, they have that. There are clearly more important things to think about in the 80s. Baseball. Although this one, Amanda Peterson's not like throwing herself at, you know. <laughs> she was uh, fine. Yeah. In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Jason Kao. Jeff Mazuka. Dennis Matouche. John Reed. Oh, Warmbold. Each month, they've sworn to tackle two or three movies and remind us all why we fell in love with them in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 85. You're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. On the 30 something movies podcast, we are going to be exploring. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> exploring. God, you're clever. Thank you. The Explorers. Uh, the Explorers came out July 12th, 1985, directed by Joe Dante, a gentleman we have discussed before. Music by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, the budget for the movie was roughly two, uh, two, was roughly $25 million. The box office was a whopping $10 million. Hence, no Explorers 2. Rotten Tomatoes score was 77% for the critics, which, according to some of the other people sitting around the table, is ridiculously high, and 67% of users uh, gave it a favorable score. Um, Ethan Hawke played Ben, River Phoenix played Wolfgang, Jason Presson played Darren, Amanda Peterson played Lori, Robert Picardo was Starkiller, Wok, and Wok's father, uh, and Dick Miller played Charlie Drake. Uh, ben Crandall is a kid who loves sci-fi movies and 50s movies about aliens and spacemen. He keeps dreaming about flying through a world of computer circuitry until his dreams become a reality when his science whiz friend Wolfgang takes the diagram Ben drew from his dream and turns it into an experiment that yields an energy bubble capable of traveling at safely, uh, safely at high speed. Uh, with the help of their new friend Darren, they build their ship, the Thunder Road, and set off to boldly go where no kid has gone before. Someone finds out about this, they're going to try to take it away from us, and they can't do that because you dreamt it, I built it, and it's our secret. It was a discovery. Tonight, we launch. Beyond their imagination. Yeah, open up. Let's see what you can do. Are you serious? Yeah. Now it's taking them to a place. We're going straight up. Beyond the stars. How about a planet full of Amazon women who want to breed a new race? Oh, come on, you guys. You'll see. It'll be great. It'll be the greatest thing ever. What if we want to go back? Go back? Now you say this? Why don't you look around? It's a little too late. We are going where no man has gone before. They're here. River Phoenix and Ethan Hawke star in an out-of-this-world adventure. Me, Ben. Me, Tarzan. It's intergalactic fun for the entire family in The Explorers. 
I will start off by saying this is probably one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, and I think I just like the idea. It was kind of along the same vein as like an E.T. It's a kid who, it's this young kid who something amazing happens to him. They kind of keep it a secret from the adults. And they are able to have this ridiculously out-of-this-world adventure that is never going to happen in real life. But as a child watching a movie, it, it's fun. And I just, in the back of my mind, in my imagination, I was like, you know what? Maybe I could go build a spaceship out of garbage cans and fly off and meet aliens, too. So I think, you know, for this this movie, for me, watching it as a kid, I saw this one as a kid, and I don't even know how many times we watched it. And I haven't seen it in years. But the moment I put this DVD in and started watching it again, I, I remembered all of it. Like, I knew... I could start quoting lines from the movie. I remembered all every single scene of this movie. I even remembered how bad the ending is. Um, the whole thing. And Jason's over here shaking his head because he hated it. Um, but we'll get there. So for me, I, this is probably, especially of the movies that we're talking about over the course of this month, um, this is probably one of my favorites out of this group. And then the commentary goes downhill from there. So let's go to the, everybody else that didn't like the movie. I'm just kidding. You loved it. As a kid, I did love this movie okay. a lot. Um, as an adult, not so much. As an adult, I'm a little bit more reserved. But I mean, I, like you, I, I can remember watching this movie as a kid and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to go find all this stuff out in the garage and all this other junk and put it together. I'm going to make a spaceship. It's going to be outstanding and going to fly and whatever. Um, and then, you know, watching this movie as an adult... And and that's not even the ridiculous part, you know. And still, as an adult, I'm like, yeah, this you know, this is a lot of fun, but you know, you, it does reach that point in the movie where all of a sudden, you just sit back and you go, what the hell am I watching? It, and and you know, when you're a kid, you're naive to a lot of the stupidity of movies, and you don't pick up on it, but. But as an adult, you just sit there like, what, what are they doing on the spaceship? What are these aliens? What's happening right now? And it just, it, de it, it definitely hasn't held up as much as I would hope it would based on how much I loved this movie as a kid. Patrick? Uh, I'm going to steal both of, your, both of what you guys said. I mean, John, you summed up exactly. I mean, the idea of kids getting together, having an adventure that was there. Building something which normally, you know, you go out, you know, and I had some friends at the time that, yeah, we were just about old enough that, yeah, we could go with, without getting in too much trouble, you know, grab dad's tools and make some kind of a big, you know, something or other, you know, put a bunch of garbage together. Now, you know, the, the spaceship we built never flew anywhere, but you're right, you know, it was like, oh man, maybe, you know, I'm not very tech savvy, so back then it was just like, oh, maybe there is a program that, you know, we could like make this bubble that would help this thing fly and and everything like that. And I, uh, yeah, I, I this was um, I think the first movie like I saw with just friends at a sleepover. I I, I want to say this was one of the ones first ones that I remember being with some friends. It was at, last. It was last week. We, this was actually just you know two nights ago. You know we had. Uh, Guys night out. And, you know, slumber party. Slumber party, that's right. You snore, by the way. I do. Actually, that's true. That's, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I remember this movie, you know, having sleepover with friends, watching the movie, and just being, like, totally, um, you know, wrapped up in, oh, man, this could be an adventure. Now, the interesting thing about the ending is, like John, it was like, as I started watching, oh, I, I remember seeing this movie, Yeah problem that I have with movies is staying awake 
And so I don't really remember the end of the movie very much. You didn't miss much. Well, and that was the thing. And then actually, I think I was talking to John, and, and you were saying that you know something got funky with who uh, finished writing it or something. And, and <clears throat> There's a reason why the end of the movie is the way it is. Yeah, and so I won't, you know, I won't uh, uh, break break that before you're going to explain it. But I mean, that was kind of the thing. Is this time I was actually I stayed awake through the end, and it was like, okay, it's done now. Okay. Now I know why I don't remember missing very much because there really wasn't that much to miss. But the whole beginning, like, up until the end, it was like, yeah, I mean, I think right when they met the aliens is usually when I just kind of nod off at the sleepover. And, it was um, funny. when we, we, I, we actually watched this one with the kids. Yeah. Because okay. I'm not obviously not going to watch Goonies with the kids. Um, but we watched this one with the kids, and they loved it. Like, John and Nora absolutely loved this movie. Now, we're watching it, and it gets to the scene at the end with the aliens and all the stuff on the screen, and he's doing his whole stand-up routine. Waka's doing his stand-up routine, and Sharon goes, well, it's a good thing that our kids don't have seizures, because right now they would be, mm-hmm. because of the way this is being filmed and presented yeah. on the screen. And Like, well, yeah, but, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I, uh, so, yeah, I think, like it as a kid, it was, it was fun yeah. to watch again, you know? I think I think I would fall in the same category as a kid. Definitely more enjoyable than like the last Starfighter for me. More memorable, something I remembered more. But um, watching it then as an adult, the the whole piece with that again is, I think it's again trying to write screenplays, trying to get in that whole film thing, studying films, and, and looking at more of that stuff. Um, it was interesting because I did do. I just want to make sure I had all my facts right. But yeah, the whole. The whole part of this that kind of then ticked me off was there's so much of the movie missing at the mm-hmm. end, and probably the reason you fall asleep in that the last <clears> half yeah. is because it was rushed. Yeah, it was studios sticking their nose in. It was trying to make money, forget about the story. And Joe Dante had like you know I, I guess there was a whole spiritual element mm-hmm. that was supposed to be in there. There was a whole stuff about with the family. He, yeah, there was so a bunch of stuff that got rushed through, and they the kind stuff of felt like they're making the well, let's, up let's see went. if you found the same stuff I did was that it was it was originally started up with Joe Dante and one studio. It then got sold to another studio, yeah. and that other studio said, "Look, we got a whole bunch of other movies that are coming out. We're really not interested in this one. You've got a month to finish." We it. want this date released. This we would be want great. This, I think, they were like, "Oh, it'll make a bunch of money." Yeah, and that was it. They didn't really like, care about the story. Yeah, so like, like you got you got a month to finish and edit and get this thing yes. out. It's being related. It, I think I it, think they said it was like a, like, a, like I don't know if it's an hour and a half or something or like yeah. a, or something like all this footage that was left <clears> on the cutting floor they yeah. never got to because they had to rush to put it together. He had this whole. Well, and, and you kind of get it in different... You, you can see it when you know that and you go back and watch the movie. There's this whole thing about a collective consciousness that human, humanity is supposed to have. Yeah. And that was that was why they kept showing up in each other's dreams and why they're in each other's dream at the end mm-hmm. um, and how they could have the same dream. And then the character... What was his name in here? Charlie Drake, the same guy that played yeah. Mr. Futterman in Gremlins, um, who's flying the helicopter. Mm-hmm. That whole thing just kind of completely falls off yeah. the face of the earth. You kind of get the hint that you know he makes comments and he says, "You wonder why he's so interested in this whole thing." And he even makes a comment and says, "You know, I, I, I'm having these weird dreams. I haven't had dreams like this since I was a kid." And so you're kind of getting the idea that maybe these aliens have been contacting people through dreams for even longer. And you get this idea that that's why he's so interested in it, and that's why when the kids fly off in their spaceship, he's like, "You know, nice job, kid." Mm-hmm. But then that kind of disappeared, and that never went anywhere. You never got that whole yeah. part of the story. And then there was supposed to be the whole commentary on 
like violence in the media and everything. When the aliens say, you know, we'd, we'd love to visit Earth, but, but look at you your go around killing everybody. Exactly, right. yeah. That whole thing was kind of a cool thing because that's the whole back to the ET thing where you had this right. friendly little alien and, and there's still that element of us trying to attack that and dissect him right. and get that element. Um, but yeah, I, so overall, I mean, the, the, the kid experience for me was, was pleasant, memorable, good movie. As an adult, I get, I, I almost don't want to criticize the movie. Because I feel like it's not Joe Dan, it's not mm-hmm. their fault. I feel like I'm mad at the studios, mad at the commercialism. Right. Just let's make money. Like I'd love the to art see forms thrown out. if they could find the footage. What could it have been? And they yeah. told, and they so said, that makes you they mad. said, "Hey Joe, here, take it and yeah. put it together and, and show us the, the movie way you, you want, want show it to us. be." Yeah. And any time people step on someone else's toes who's doing the creative process, that right. just like ticks me off. There's yeah. a quote so here. It says, uh, "Joe Dante says is the problem for me is that the movie you you'll see is not the movie I wanted to make. Nope. It's the movie I got to make up." Uh, to a certain point and then had to stop. It's yeah. hard for me to look at because it's not the film that I quite yep. had in mind. Right. So that kind of just, that's what I think about. But I'm not like mad going, oh, it's a horror. I almost don't want to say anything bad about the movie because I know that's not what they intended it to right. be in the end. And again, as a kid, I enjoyed it. But I'm saying mm-hmm. as an adult, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because it is super weak in the third act. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much stuff that just is like, yeah, just unfinished business, no closure. And the attempts at closure seem weak mm-hmm. and forced and not really fulfilling. So... But again, knowing the backstory, had he intended to make that movie, I'd rip it apart. But the fact that I feel sorry for him that he didn't get to do what he wanted makes me mad at just the you know the the, the studio. Yeah, I think the the main thing is when you see the movie. Okay, what age were you when you see it? This is obviously for uh, young kids, and you know. Uh, you were mentioning, John, that uh, when when you saw this, you can see yourself going to your uh, going to a junkyard and building your own uh, uh, you know, spaceship like this. That would be the ideal thing. You and a couple friends, you can zoom around, you can check out girls. I, you know. I tried it last weekend, <laughs> and they have, they actually do have a dog at the junkyard that chases you away. You know, but but I think that's that's where we really uh, uh, enjoy these films. Uh, it's it's you feel like. That could be you, okay? And and uh, I know some people didn't really like Teen Wolf as much, but I liked it a lot because I played a lot of basketball when I was younger, and I saw, like, I was the short kid, you know, uh, uh, that wanted to dunk, you know? And so uh, when it all comes down to it, I, th- I think it, it is when you watch this movie. And, and uh, just seeing it last week and knowing that it's a kid's movie and there's, it's purposely, like, hokey at the end, uh, it just, I, I just couldn't get into it. And... I, 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 it was okay in the beginning. I think where it really lost me was uh, once they fly up to the, the, the mothership, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they get frisked by a robot spider. And, and, uh, uh, and once, once uh, the aliens start uh, uh, going through the cheesy 50s music, uh, uh, shows, I think that was when I was like, okay, I'm done with this. You know, I'm just going to get through this. And then the ending was just so flat. And obviously we've talked about why that's... I, I will tell you, I don't know how I reacted as a kid, but even Nora, even Nora, at almost five years old, as soon as the alien starts singing, her first reaction is, what <laughs> is he doing? And I said, he's singing. He's singing earth music, because that's where they come from. No, I don't think so. So even she was a little, she thought that part was a little weird, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, really, I really wish that he had been able to put together the movie that he wanted to, because I look at it, and especially, I think as a, a, I didn't think so much about the acting watching this as a kid, but going back and watching it as an adult, like Ethan Hawke does a really nice job in this movie. Like, 
you, I forget that this is a movie because he seems like he's a real kid reacting to this and like he just has this, it's almost like Elliot and E.T. You know, we're kind of making all these comparisons, but it's a lot like Elliot and E.T. Like he's, he's got this wide-eyed wonder about everything. And he believes it, he, so you believe it. Right, absolutely. Yeah, which, which I think when we talk about The Last Starfighter, that might have been one of the other things that kind of took me out of that is, I don't know if it's because in The Last Starfighter he was older and he spent so much of the movie being reluctant about it all. But as a kid, I liked it when there's this kid saying, yeah, we could do this. We could go into space. We could totally do this. And being like hopeful and optimistic about it and just kind of encouraging you on saying, yes, we can do this. Let's, let's go make it happen. Yeah. So what were your, in this movie, what were your favorite moments, favorite quotes out of this one? I think in this one, probably my, I don't know, I think my favorite part, I remember my favorite part as a kid was when they, um, when they first discovered the bubble and the cat jumped on the keyboard and the bubble went flying around everywhere, destroying it. And you got like flew through all the books and they all had holes in them. Um, that part, and I think the other part where they learned how to enlarge the bubble and Wolfgang got stuck inside of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think those parts for me as a kid. And again, that's, you know, a kid's reaction to it. It's the funny, let's destroy everything in the basement kind of mm-hmm. scene. And But for me, that's probably, that was probably still one of my favorite parts. For me, I, I, I liked when they were working on and assembling the Thunder Road. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was always building stuff as a kid, Legos all over the place. You know, I wouldn't look at the picture on the box. I'd just be doing my own thing. So anytime there's some sort of assembly like that, I'm like, oh, let's see what they come up with. Mm-hmm. So it just, as you know, they, they start with the, the tilt-a-whirl car, and they're just adding things. Oh, what about this? Yeah, this will go here, this will go there, and that NASA here. sticker. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, just... I don't know. I, what it was it's like a the, lot of fun just watching them. It was like the clothes dryer door and the dishwasher door, and I'm like, we have one of those. Yeah. I could just pull one out of the kitchen and use that. And right. yeah, just looking at it, going, well, we've got one of those. We've got one. Of, I could totally do that. We have a computer like that at school. Let me just take that and no, we'll build a spaceship. Rem- I don't remember this, but did they do like a cheesy '80s montage while they're building? You know, you know how they have like training montages. And- I think they kind of do a little I bit. I think there was. Yeah. There was music, yeah. and they were yeah. Yeah. It's a real distinctive theme in that movie, mm-hmm. like the musical score. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it went much beyond that, but I mean, I remember the music. Had, the music, the, that main theme was definitely catchy. Well, and Jerry Goldsmith. I mean, yeah. he's done a ton of soundtracks. But yeah, for me, it was just watching them assemble. Yeah, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, and you know, what's it going to be? How's it going to work? How's it going to look? And then just having this. All right, this is it, and how proud they were of what they built, which really looks like a pile of junk, but to them it was the, it was the best spaceship that could ever be created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it finally went in the water, she was a good ship. You know? Yeah. The drive-in movie has got to be my favorite scene. I don't know why, but man, that that's like totally, I think you brought it up last time, Mystery Science Theater. Yes. That that movie was total. and I think, I guess they did it just for that. Like, yeah. I never knew up until I saw that it was the same actor played, yeah. you know, him as one of the, one of the aliens. It was a, uh, yeah, that that is a cheesy sci-fi movie. I forget what it was called, like Star Killer or something. Star, Star Killer, yeah. yeah. Which is but, Luke Skywalker's original. Right. Name. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you recognize who that actor was? Richard Picardo from uh, from from Wonder Years. He's uh, yeah. Coach Cutlip. Yeah, and uh, Star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. He was the hologram doctor. 
in Voyager. Really? I've just blown Pat's mind. Well, that's you all crazy. couldn't see that, but I uh, yeah yeah. My, yeah <laughs> hello, cyberspace. My mind has just been. <laughs> um, wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I just I write down to the overdub voices. He was like a father to me, and then he yeah. and the girls start like kissing. He was my father. He was my father. That's right. And there's one scene where the whole thing, his ship is getting blown up, and he turns. And he like reaches down and picks a yeah. piece up and sets it back up, like totally just like resetting a prop. I don't know why that yeah. that that cracked me up. That that was fun. Because I was trying to think, there's not a whole lot of quotable. No, it's it, this one's this one's a little bit like you know a little bit like Last Starfighter, a yeah. little bit like to me and I, I to me I will talk about Teen Wolf at some point, but to me I didn't have a whole lot of quotes from Teen Wolf either. Yeah, I mean, that, Goonies yeah. was of the movies we're looking at this month. Goonies is the most quotable yeah, one. Do you guys think like the movies you love the most are the ones that do have the best quotes? Like, well, I think it's know. more memorable. It's yeah. always in your mind. I mean, if it's not quotable, like, for example, like I really, I mean, other than the We Die, I couldn't pull up mm-hmm. anything, and I would not have probably, you know, I mean, it's not something that's like, yeah, yeah you use frequently. So, you don't say that often. We die. <laughs> Every game. <laughs> what do we do now, what do we Coach? Do now? Coach? What happens now, Coach? We die. <laughs> yep, I said it, what, 11 times this season? <laughs> That's right, all 11. Jason, uh, memorable scene or moment? Or uh, well, I was just looking through the, the, credits. the end credits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fine, it's over. Wait, wait, oh, one more scene. Um, I, I thought the line when, when Ben Crandall's getting beat up by... Uh, uh, the the boy and he's like Elfin Titus oh, yeah. and he doesn't know what Elfin Titus is and he says Elfin Titus is when something gets bloated and ugly like her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. But uh, no, I thought the, the the kid actors all did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, yeah. I, I Ethan Ethan Hawke uh, played a more you know like he was very mature for his age even though he was a younger kid. Uh, River Phoenix, this yeah. was like his first role as well. And uh, I was reading somewhere that uh, he, you know, he grew up on in, in, in like a commune, and so a lot of the, uh, the 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 script he couldn't pronounce certain things, some pop culture references, he didn't understand them. So uh, it's kind of interesting. Kind of a fight like, kid. Was he a boxer? Didn't he turn into? I, saw, well, I just wondered if you looked up any mm-hmm. research on what that guy was. And I can look it up, but. I just always wonder where he went because you have River Phoenix and you have Ethan Hawke and mm-hmm. it was like, and I even thought the the <laughs> third kid, from the other kid, right. Jason. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's those two and the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Bobby fight. Bobby fight. Yeah. So that's that's Steve Jackson. That's a bully. So the but Darren, the character of Darren, he really didn't do much. No. He was in the best horse in Texas. Bobby fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he was in some movies, but. Uh, Pretty much. Looks like he stopped in '94. There's a lot of. I mean, you go through these. Well, you all can't all see right now. There's a bunch of people on their <laughs> phones and computers looking up. Look this at guy. Bobby fight. Patrick's still confused. '94 was his last thing. thing. Yeah, what's this internet? Welcome to the audio podcast where we sit around and Google things. <laughs> <laughs> that has been a fun thing about this podcast. How. Uh, you, you, there's certain people that you're like, oh, uh, I wonder what what actors, what, what is this person mm-hmm. up to? Like uh, the girl from from Last Starfighter, because I was like, man, she's pretty cute. I wonder what she looks like now. And and uh, uh, and and same with like uh, Carrie Green. You from, did a background check, didn't of course. Like try to get her address. Oh, creepy, yeah. I am. But, <laughs> um, but no, it, it's, it's interesting. Folks. Yes, exactly. You you know how uh, it's just interesting to see where these people are up to now, and then who are the ones who continued. Uh, 
uh, acting and, and some of them have continued acting they may have bit parts in like law and order or whatever but then there's some that have completely stopped acting uh, like we, we we saw 16 candles uh, Jake Ryan the guy who who uh, uh, was the actor for him you would think that he would have sustained a, a Hollywood career but he chose to get out of it so I, that's that's what I like about this you know Amanda Peterson from can't buy me love too mm -hmm. yeah I thought her character was kind of weak. Like it, it was, it was kind of a forced-in romance in there. So. But again, it'd be interesting to see what or how how that would have played out if if uh, Dante if they could have made the movie that he if wanted. If they could do to. a director's cut, right? yeah. some if they somehow still had that footage. Can we uh, do like a GoFundMe with this and see if we can't get sure. a Kickstarter, Kickstarter going? Kickstarter This has been another episode of the 30-something Movies Podcast. Uh, if you can't tell, we've changed up our format just a little bit. We are going to be recording all at once when we talk about our movies for the month, um, but we will be releasing them as individual episodes, so one movie per episode uh, throughout the course of the month. So your first one was The Last Starfighter. We're going to follow that up uh, each week this month with our other movies, not necessarily in this order, uh, but Goonies, The Explorers, and Teen Wolf. We really appreciate your feedback, or if you'd like to send something in for us to consider for the show, uh, get in touch with us. We can continue the conversations on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30podcast. We're also on Twitter, at 30podcast. That's at 30podcast on Twitter. If you're subscribing to us through iTunes and you're enjoying the show, please head over to the iTunes store and go to 30-something movies podcast and leave us a positive review. Who knows, we might even be crazy enough to read your review on the air. I am usually your host, John Reed, and we'll see you again next week for another episode of the 30-something Movie Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>